Hello, everybody, and welcome to Generation Activism. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening in on your podcast streaming service, thank you so much for tuning in today. More importantly, thank you for choosing to listen to a conversation like this one. We know it is not easy to push yourself out of your comfort zone and decide to learn more about a topic that may be uncomfortable or unfamiliar to you. This first step, the one where you make the decision to get educated, is so crucial. The more that you decide to expose yourself to conversations that sometimes feel exclusive to certain groups of people, the closer we get to breaking the ice and starting to make real change. Because the thing is, politics and activism are not just for adults. Politics are for everyone because they affect everyone. As young people, we feel that it is time for us to be involved in the conversation. This conversation that highlights our history, changes our present, and creates a future that is welcoming to everyone. On this podcast, we get into the stuff that adults sometimes claim is only for them. Our goal is to learn more ourselves, and in doing that, having conversations that help others learn more too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Hey. How are you? Welcome back. Um, This is episode three. Oh, man. Three. Yes, episode three. Our first episode of month two. It's not technically October yet when we're filming this, but welcome to October. (laughs) When this is posted, it'll be October. Yeah, just just believe that it will be October. Halloween season. Spooky season. No, let's not. Let's not. (laughs) Spooky season. (laughs) Yeah. So you probably have seen in our Instagram post by now, but our topic for this month of October is coronavirus and COVID. So we're going to be having a few episodes on this throughout the month of October. Stay tuned for our guest speaker. That's going to be a good one. But today we are talking about being a teenager during a global pandemic because, you know, all three of us can share some experience on that. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can also. I mean... Maybe we should start with March 13th, 2020, because that's that's a good place. Yeah. To start. Oh my god. Everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. I can start. Okay. So I I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone kind of was like easing into that. Oh, are we gonna have that two-week break type of situation? My family and I were planning on going to Disney a few weeks after. And we, I had just bought a bunch of new clothes. You know that feeling when you just buy new clothes for vacation? Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they called the two weeks. And I mean, we were like, we're not getting on a plane. Yeah. Like, whatever this is, like no one really knew what it was or how long it was going to be around. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, yay, off school. And then week by week, we just kept not. It got going. worse and worse. Yeah. Just kept getting worse. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember, so I was in eighth grade, you guys were in freshman year, but I was in eighth grade. And so it was my last year at my old school, but I was really ready to move on to high school. Mm -hmm. I was just, we were ready. So I was really like very excited when I heard there was a two week break. Um, Like you, I also had a trip plan. I was going to New York City to stay with my aunt. I was going with my grandma, my aunt, my mom. It was gonna be so fun. (laughs) We were gonna see Dear Evan Hansen, To Kill a Mockingbird, like good seats too. It was like this whole thing. And then they obviously, like, I remember my mom called me like the day before March 13th and was like, hey, they just closed Broadway. So we can't go to New York anymore. By that point, I was like, if I'm missing my trip to New York and we don't have school off, I'm going to like actually lose my mind. But everything, everything, you know, we sure did get some school off. So I left school March 13th and then I never went back to that school ever again. My mom went and picked (laughs) up my stuff from my locker. I didn't go with her. 
and I never went, never went back. So never looking back. Yeah. My school didn't do a lot of virtual learning that year. Cause it, I mean, everyone was still figuring out what, like how to do that, but my school and you guys too, my school is a public school. So they couldn't guarantee that every student had Wi-Fi, So they couldn't make anything required Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at least for that time being. So I literally, I didn't do any schoolwork from then until like September 2020, yeah, 2020. And then went to high school. So I started high school in a pandemic, which was definitely. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. After Kate goes, you can talk about that because we were already in high school. So it's kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. I had remembered that I had went to to school and my mom had made the decision to pull me out early. She said, we're simply just not risking it because uh, I'm immune compromised, like severely immune compromised. And my family had to be extra cautious. So I remember that day I had gotten a text from my mom that said, like, I'm coming to pick you up. Like, I'm not playing. This is getting bad. And I remember that me and her had put on two masks and went to Costco and stocked up. And for the next few weeks, we did not leave the house. The cars were not used. We bare, we went outside like a little bit, but we didn't go anywhere. We didn't go grocery shopping. We didn't go anywhere. And so like, basically I couldn't have any takeout. I remember that. I was like, why can't we have takeout? The struggle. Yeah. The, yeah. I know there were a lot of my friends that were having sleepovers and they were still going out and um, I wasn't. And so that made me feel very like left out, but I knew why I didn't know what to expect. Like, I don't think anyone did. And so like, it's kind of insane now that that was like nearly like a year and a half ago. So weird to um, when that like two year anniversary comes up, I'm going to lose my mind. Cause that feels crazy, but right. Now, yeah. I remember like a few weeks before March 13th, my parents, it was like a weekend, like a Saturday. And my parents came home they were like we're running errands and they come back and they have so much food like they had like and like things of toilet paper and hand soap and all this stuff and they went and like put it all in the basement and I was like okay what's all this for and they were like oh well like we're stocking up because everything was on sale at BJ's and we're stocking up for our summer vacations we could bring it down to the beach house and I was like Mm -hmm. seems a little suspicious since it's February but you know I didn't question it too much and then over the next few weeks I was like no, started seeing like toilet paper shortages in the news and like no hand sanitizer anywhere. And I was like, ah, I'm kind of picking up. parents bought it all. I'm Kidding. picking up. Yeah. That's the reason there was no hand sanitizer. My parents bought everything. It was the weirdest thing. Cause I, I remember I got, I still was doing dance at this time. And I was at dance, like dance class on like a Friday. It was a Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. Friday the 13th. Yes. Friday the 13th. Yeah. It was a Friday the 13th. Yeah. And I was at dance class. And I was so mad because so many other districts in our state and like all of Pennsylvania had already said like no school, Mm -hmm. all of like Maryland, Virginia, every surrounding state had been had like canceled. And Mm -hmm. some of the districts in Delaware had started doing it. And then finally at like 9 p.m. our district called it. And I was like, I was so excited because I I thought it would be more than two weeks. I did not think we wouldn't be going back at all. That definitely wasn't Mm -hmm. something I was prepared for, but. I think everyone was like, this is going to be like maybe like two months and we'll go back to normal. And, you know, no one had really truly known how long it was going to be. And after a while, it, it just became, I don't even know the word. It just became like, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to do things. I wanted to be able to leave the house. I wanted to go do things. And so the excitement slowly 
slowly decreased. And after a while, I just kind of got sick of it. I was just like, I'm done. Like, this is, yeah, like, this is not it. Those, I mean, there was kind of like two of the worst points. Like the way I think of it is like, there was that quarantine from like March, 2020 to like June, 2020. And then the summer (laughs) felt pretty normal. Like people weren't necessarily going on like vacations. There were certain things that people had to cancel, but people were able to hang out with their friends and like do things, socialize outside. So Mm -hmm. summer 2020 felt normal. And so then I think we kind of were unprepared for the way it hit us in the fall and winter, Mm -hmm. um, which was so, that was so awful. Those, those months of like cold, dark, it's the middle of the winter. It gets dark at like three o'clock in the afternoon and you can't see your friends. There's nothing like, there was nothing fun about the fall. Like there were, we couldn't like trick or treat. We couldn't do like Halloween parties. Like there was all this stuff that like you look forward to about the fall that nothing happened. And that was so hard for a lot of people. Yeah, I think um, school definitely hit me personally. I know it hit everyone like super hard, but me and Kate, we go to a science school mm-hmm. and you don't realize how much hands-on activities we do in a science school mm-hmm. until you don't do them. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel normal. We do labs all the time. It just, you don't really realize everything that you miss in school until all you can do is type in the chat and like be on right yeah and like honestly like even coming back this year going in person you get to work with everyone and complete it and you feel like complete like you feel like that's a regular school day and that you know it's like semi-normal and you know like you get to see people and you everyone can talk we all have masks which I have no no complaints about while I wish it was different like I just I'm like put your mask up and like, I'm loving I'm loving masks you know I don't have to get ready in the morning I don't have to do any of that you're up is where yeah also, not just for corona I don't know what anyone anyone could have anything I'm I'm right no I was about to say that last school year was the healthiest I have ever been like I didn't get one cold the whole school year and I used to have the worst like I was like I have anxiety which can weaken your immune system a lot and I got sick so much like I have every every time I turned the corner there was some other like little gross like bug I was getting and I was like stuffy and congested for two weeks and it was like the worst last year I was like I was great I've it was a global pandemic but I was very very thriving in the global pandemic I was thriving (laughs) yeah I mean I guess I can talk about starting high school in the pandemic because that that was you know would I change it? Yes. Like, I'm not gonna be like, I wouldn't change it for the memories I've made. No, let's sleep. I want to do over. Like, I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. it sucked. Like, I was really excited for high school. I wanted a fresh start. I moved to like a completely different district, a completely different area. So I was like, all everyone was fresh faces. So that was something that was really hard is like, I walked in on the first day. I didn't know anybody. I knew like two people and I barely had any classes with them. And it was hard to meet people when you were like sitting six feet apart in classrooms had your mask on you had like 12 feet apart at lunch because of the when you had your mask off like there was like two people per lunch table Mm -hmm. and so I was like hey you know my name's Mallory what's your name it was (laughs) really hard to make friends like that's something that I think people take for like you take it for granted how easy it is when Mm -hmm. there's a normal school year to just like introduce yourself to people find people that you're in the same classes with, like go to back to school events and like meet people. There was none of that. So 
I made most of my best friends that I am still very close with now over FaceTime. I got introduced. I like met one of my best friends at school and I started to get close with her. And then she introduced me to her friends through FaceTime calls. I got added to like Zooms and like group chats. Like there were, there were people that I was friends with for like three months before I ever met them in person, which was... Yeah, like yeah. one of my friends, she we had like a hybrid school from for my school and like my friend was on the opposite day. So she didn't come into the building with us. So we would only see her on like freshman only day, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the first time I met her, I had already known her for like three months. It was so weird. That is. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I mean, in the moment, it was just like, oh, this is just how I'm doing it, you know, have to find a way to get through it somehow but like looking back on it now it's so weird to like think about that's the way I made friends Mm -hmm. and I didn't get to like join any clubs join any sports like extracurricular activities like it was like you go to school you isolate yourself from people you eat lunch like basically by yourself you go home and do your homework and then you don't see your friends like it was it was mentally a really hard year I think for a lot of people oh yeah for a lot of people mental health was really bad because for a lot of people, their escape is either school or sports activities. And with that being all shut down, the only thing you really have is being at home. Like for different people with different situations, you have no idea what their home life is like. And if you're forced to be at home and you can't do anything and you're put in that situation, that's potentially a big threat to people. And like for myself, like I I had remembered that when quarantine had first started, I had really struggled. Actually, during the pandemic, I had gone to a behavioral health hospital. And so it was just like an experience that I'm like, is very different from me than other people because of that component I'd say yeah and I would say for you guys also because you both live with chronic illness Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. adds a whole different element to living in a pandemic for sure yeah entirely I think my whole family along with Kate I know this um just took everything super seriously and made sure that they were being careful no matter where they went even when they were outside uh everyone cared about who they were hanging out with and who those people were hanging out with too it was a lot of like oh can my friend come over and we can hang outside oh well who have they been with in the past two weeks and right right kind of going through that like health health questionnaire format uh just to like hang out with somebody outside Mm -hmm. and I remember I did a teen advocacy day for cystic fibrosis kind of Mm -hmm. talking to legislators about paid leave for parents of people with chronic illnesses, specifically cystic fibrosis um, Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that parents have kids with chronic illnesses and them going to work puts like their whole family in danger, but like specifically um, people with chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. and they can't just quit their job, you know? Right, yeah. I think a paid leave is really important, especially during a pandemic. I mean, yeah. For me personally, like my whole family just we had to just be careful like it, we couldn't take that risk I had said like in the beginning that people had started to walk in my shoes on what it felt like to have to fear the world and to feel like scared of germs and it kind of put like I guess perspective for certain people to see what it's like to live with a chronic illness 
many people were like, oh God, like complaining about little things. And, you know, I would always think to myself, I'm like, this is what I go through, like on a normal daily basis. Um, and so it gave a lot of people perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think the further we get into it, the more we adapt and start to, you know, create a, a way to cope with it. But the, the things that have changed in our lives is so weird. Like if you stop and think about it before COVID, I was not doing nearly as much of schoolwork online as I am now, even that now that I'm back in school full-time, almost all of my submissions and tests and everything like that are online where previously a lot of, a lot more things had been on paper and had been hard copies. The amount of adjustments that that has taken is weird. Yes. Yeah. I guess like a month or two ago, my dad had his first day back in the office Mm -hmm. since 2020. And my mom has always sort of worked from home. So it was different from her, but my dad, you know, he had always gone to the office every single day, nine to five. And he had been home for the whole pandemic, the whole summer up until this fall. And he is just now going back like two days a week. And my mom posted like something on her Facebook, like a back to back to work picture of my dad with like his lunchbox and his mask and like funny it was so funny like it's like you don't think twice about it until you sit down and think about it because you're like oh my god like the new normal is being like do you have a mask I don't have my mask yeah that literally happened to me the other day I dropped my mask in like a puddle like walking into school and I had to go into like the main office and I was like excuse me um do you have a mask for me It was terrible. Yeah. I think something that would be really interesting to talk about is balancing like a social life during a pandemic, because there has been so many times that I've had like disagreements with people that I'm friends with or people that I interact with socially about like, Hey, like, especially more, this was more, you know, now that everyone's vaccinated, it's a little bit different, but over like last winter and fall, you know, I would be like, Hey, my mom said we can hang out, but we have to be outside and we have to keep our masks on. And people were not willing to work with my family's regulations and boundaries. And I think it's really hard because you don't want to be the friend that like makes everybody wear their mask, but you also have to do what is safe for you and your family and what you need to do to keep yourself safe and to make you feel comfortable. So I think it was just, it's weird to like have to stand up yeah against your friends like that it still is and I mean like it's still a very uncomfortable topic like if I see like someone that I know with their mask like below their nose or slightly down so desperately do I want to be like please pull up your mask but that's a very like to me Mm -hmm. that's a very uncomfortable thing for me to do so I usually just like try and ignore it I think that like the pandemic definitely um I don't think it made me dislike anyone but I think it definitely made me really like pick my friends and really pull us right right the friend group that I have now like I absolutely adore every single friend that I have and like not even my just specific friend group like all my friends that I have right now that are super close to me you guys my school friends some running Mm -hmm. friends um I find that like the ones that I'm close with now are the ones that can come over and wear a mask when I need them to and ones who will cooperate and I know that I've gotten closer with them throughout the pandemic Mm -hmm. and I think the pandemic is horrible obviously but there were a few things that we were able to benefit and adapt from and I think that finding those people that you wouldn't think 
you would ever need friends to be able to cooperate with you if we ever had a pandemic. But that is a really important thing because it does say a lot about a person when they can when they can care about you enough to wear a mask to your house just to hang out for like 10 or 15 minutes just to pick you up or something in the car. Mm-hmm. I think it just right. says a lot about a person and a mask really isn't that much to ask of people. Yeah. Yes. I think exactly. there's like no reason for people to really complain about it because there will still be complaints. There will still be complaints no matter what you do. Um, and there's also another solution that people refuse to also use, which is get vaccinated. And for some that it's not an option. And I'm gonna make that clear that that's very different if you are not eligible to get the vaccine because of certain medical conditions, legit ones. <laughs> and um, I think there's a big difference between I can't get it and I don't wanna get it. Like. Uh, I love watching the videos of the board meetings, school board meetings with the parents. Oh. Like, I have PTSD from the masks. <laughs> yeah, sobbing. Like I said, there was videos of like, there was a video of like a boy and he was standing up at like a podium at a school board meeting to speak. And he was saying like, my grandmother, who I was one of, you know, the closest people to me in the world died because someone wasn't wearing a mask and passed COVID to her. And people laughed at him, like adults in the audience, yeah. like laughed like blatantly yeah. laughed. I was appalled. I was looking at this video in shock. And like, after that person shares his story, someone will get up and be like, I just want my teachers to be able to see my daughter's smile. She's so beautiful. I just want them to see. <laughs> and like, it, it just blows my mind. Like there's like the, a video, a press conference that Joe Biden did recently. He said like, it's FDA approved. It's safe. It's been tested. You don't really have any excuse. What are you waiting for? Like what's, what's right. the up here? And I think it definitely has, like, like Mallory said, it has definitely forced you to rethink relationships in your life based on how other people are responding yeah. to that. I just found that like, if, if I was having constant, like head to head moments with someone, it has an impact. And if someone is, you know, unwilling to get vaccinated, it has an impact on, you know, what you think. It, it definitely highlights, um, your ability to understand that other people matter yes and i know that's a really it's a really simple concept and (laughs) when you're getting vaccinated and i ask you are you vaccinated no why not because i don't need it i'm not at risk and then you know it's kind of like well a lot of other people are at risk it's not an i don't need type of situation it's we're all in this together and if we're Numbers, it's never going to end if we're it's not. It's a group effort. It's a group effort. We all have to do it. And I just, I hate when people say, well, I don't need it. I'm how I'm 16 years old. I'm not going to die. Other people are. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you really in the whole situation, it's simply not just about yourself anymore. It's just about a lack of empathy. Like some right, people are right. born naturally very empathetic. Some people aren't. And, you know, I'm not blaming anyone for not being born naturally empathetic, but if you're looking at the news every day and, or even if you're not, and you're just hearing like a few stories here and there, like, I don't mm-hmm. understand, for, like, just for me personally, I cannot fathom how there are people who right. can sit at home knowing, like not vaccinated, not wearing masks, knowing that they are putting other people at risk every day. It's not, it's not just about them. Like what I really love is when they turn the whole slogan around, they're like, my body, my choice. I can choose if I can wear a mask or not. Okay. It's not like, it's not just about you though. Your actions affect others. Your actions have consequence. Like, you know, kindergarten baby steps, your actions have consequences, cause and effect. This, this, this stuff happens. Simple concepts. 
right? Right, right. Simple, simple stuff that, you know, adults. There's a huge difference. Like there honestly that is. Also like, you know, the vaccinated people are the people who wear masks and it's just super hard to make people want to do something that they can't. And I don't know. It's, it's like, yeah, it is. You can go on and on about that. And there is a group of people who think, genuinely think that the pandemic is fake or like that this <laughs> is not just whole, that's just a whole nother group. yeah I can't I even know, like get man. into that realm because what like that like I know personally people that have lost someone to COVID people who have gotten COVID gotten really sick one of my friends her dad was in the hospital for months from COVID like it just it's unbelievable to me that there are real genuine like actual living people that think it's like yeah there like there are numbers and facts to why mm-hmm. do you think so many people are just randomly dying right now right what, right. what is the and it's, why what is the vaccine for if it's not for covid yeah it will have power. It's a microchip. Haven't you heard? Oh, yeah. Um, it actually is magnetic and it is a chip the government is using. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's get back on track here. Well, I think that the aspect of schoolwork during the pandemic is also really fascinating. I think when we were online, I think we got a lot of work from all of our teachers just because we weren't doing hands-on activities or labs or anything. And I guess work had to make up for all of that. I think now that we're back in school. There's also a lot of work and I think mentally, I mean, I don't know if it's just we're getting like now I'm in 11th grade when I was in ninth grade last time I was in school, but I think mentally it is definitely having an effect on people, the amount of work that we're being given. That's just how I feel about it. And especially like last year, there would be times when I would wake up and I would be glad that I had an extra hour to sleep and I could do school in my pajamas. But when I, when you really like look at the experience overall, it was so mentally exhausting to sit through classes online and teachers would say like, it's your own fault. If you're not paying attention when you're at home, it's not that simple. And it's not that clear cut. It's not black and white like that. It is so like, you have no idea if you haven't experienced it, how difficult it is. Every person that had to do school online can say it was so difficult to motivate yourself to do your work, motivate yourself to pay attention. It was just, it was crazy how the lack of like empathy schools had for that. Right. And like, there was a, you know, there was people that had to take care of their siblings that had to take on the role of the parent as their parent had no choice to stay home and had to work to support the family. Like there were people that had different home life, like experiences that like simply made going to school extremely hard and teachers would just be like because there would be a lot of people that wouldn't show up like let's be honest what I think a lot of people lacked was the at least in the beginning lacked the understanding of people's different life experiences and what I think is what slowly started to happen is people did slowly start to understand and became more understanding of people's lives and but at the beginning it was just basically like if you don't have your camera on then you don't get points right and you don't know what's behind that camera yeah. Like you are, you were stepping in people who go to school, they put on a mask. Okay. They, you know, like a, not a mask, but like a figurative mask. That's COVID okay. mask. Just yeah. I think it's important. No, but you present yourself in a different way. 
then you do it at your home and you know you have your home life um and you turn your camera on put yourself in a very vulnerable state and i just think that at the beginning people didn't get that and that was something that people slowly started to learn because you know there would be a lot of things during class that would be like you know they're this distracts men or like you know like i know there's so many times during a group project where i'd be presenting and my dog would just bark and I was like, um, <laughs> thank you, Izzy. No, but I think there's genuine, like there's real psychological research that it shows how important it is to have a line between your work slash school life and your home life. Like there, there has to be a line. And I think that line just got completely forgotten about last year. Like nobody cared about that at all. You know, people underestimate how important that is until it's taken away. And I know that like for, for me personally, it affected my performance at, in school, it affected my mental health a lot. Like it was just so hard to find motivation to, to do schoolwork when you're sitting in your room at 7.30 in the morning on a freezing February morning. Like yeah. it was so hard to find the motivation and the energy to get through all of the school stuff we had to do because all the fun aspects of school were taken away. Yeah, I remember one morning this is so specific but I remember one morning during chemistry class it was my first block in the day I woke up late and I was like I need to eat I have five minutes between every class and there's no way that I can cook breakfast in between every class if I want to pay attention so I had to log on to the zoom for chemistry turn my camera off and turn my mic off and I I couldn't really participate I kind of missed that day of notes uh, for the beginning of class because I needed to eat food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know, you know, if you have a good schedule, like blah, 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 but no, but stuff really, happened. It really was packed and packed and packed and packed. And it, it just, they just kept giving us work and it was notes the whole class. And to pay attention for that long is hard enough, mm -hmm. but to also be trying to have lunch in between that and to have lunch at home is different than to have lunch at school. Yeah. Right, you can sit right. down in the cafeteria and have lunch in 30 minutes and be fine at school. When you're home, you have to make lunch because you don't pack a lunch when you're home. Yeah. You have to make lunch in that 30 minutes. You have to eat it. Yeah. You have other distractions. That's just the reality. It, it's impossible to not be distracted by when you're home. Yeah. That's right. what I'm saying about the line. The mental toll that has on you of like blurring that line and just losing like your your safe space because like your home is supposed to be your personal private life like that's not supposed to be mixed with your teachers and your like classmates at seven o'clock in the morning yeah, like that's not supposed right. to be, should not yeah. have to be on display yeah it shouldn't yeah. it really shouldn't you know and I think teachers like I give them so much credit they were struggling obviously to do their job in a global pandemic that's incredibly difficult but I think some teachers just lacked the understanding and the mm -hmm. empathy to understand that like for for us it is really difficult to do that much work while you like you we had all the fun aspects of school and the positive aspects of school were not there but then the negative aspect of just like constant work homework studying note-taking tests that's all we had to look forward to every day so that was really difficult for me yeah and I mean like back to like for a second, like personal life, I remember that, you know, in certain classes, I would have to have my camera on. And I had, um, like, I would sit, I would usually sit on my bed, I had like a, a, like a desk that was like made for 
um, a bed. And so my camera would always be facing my wall and on the wall that was like uh, above my bed was my pride flag. And um, I had to take it down because um, I didn't like all of my classmates seeing, like not that I was ashamed of my sexuality, but it's just, I had always feared that someone was going to comment on it because that's just how that's it kind so of is. normal. That's like a normal thing to be afraid of because yeah, people right. do comment on that stuff. And you know, I didn't want to put my personal safety at risk. So I had to switch my flags and, you know, cause I was just like, I, I just can't. And so I think that's something that's also important to realize is like bringing it back again is you really don't know what's behind the camera or why someone's pointing it slightly this way or you know they have it like this or or this or that you just don't know for sure for sure yeah personally I just wanted to add that I definitely thrive on my friends and my teachers and other students as well um I love going into class saying hi to my teacher, giving like a warm welcome and like smiling with my friends and just trying to be as positive as I can be because if I'm not happy going into the day, I really struggle being able to do my work. I know today in physics, I walked into the class and I told my teacher, I was like, I'm so ready for this test. I'm so excited. I was, I was so happy today because it was the first full day of fall. And you guys have no idea how annoyed my friends were, but I was going crazy about it all day because I just love fall. And like, you don't get that when you're home. Exactly. You don't get being able to talk to your friends all day and then go to lunch with them and be talking to them at school, talking right. to them in the hallway. Like every day when I pass Kate in the hallway, we're always like, hey, queen, like what's hey. up? And it's like, I mean- we talked about it. We remember it. It's something that we remember. We don't have any classes together, but like, right. that's something that kind of brightens my day. Like I go into my next class and I'm like, Oh, like that was like, that was a good interaction. It felt good. Like it feels right. Good. Right. And it carries out through um, throughout the whole day because yeah, for so long, we missed out on those things. I know there are some people that definitely, I would say like they enjoyed not having all that social interaction because they just feel they're like introverted but I think even those people like it got to the point where just like human contact is is like a necessary thing even like chemically in your brain it releases more serotonin like to just talk to people have those interactions and I definitely am on the same page as you like I'm an extrovert and I really thrive off of like seeing friends and talking to people and having conversations in between classes and stuff like that's something that really brightens my day and to have right. that whole aspect of school just not be there was so difficult just took away like all my enjoyment of school and I just like started to resent it so I feel I feel like that's something that a lot of people experience right. I would even add that um in a couple of my classes I don't have super close friends and I'm a little bit more introverted when I don't know as many people in my class I still like to be able to have other people in the class so then I can hear them asking questions to the teacher and like hear some small talk and kind of just know what's going on yeah and then yeah. even with teachers like I love being able to stay after class if you have a question and yes. mm -hmm. and not be scared to unmute yourself yeah I can just oh. raise my hand and ask a question and then people will build off of that question mm -hmm. or I can build off of somebody else's question I think it really does enhance the pure education part, yes. you you learn a lot more when you're around other people and just hearing different perspectives and different pieces of information. It grows that aspect of being a well-rounded student. You really yeah. get, you really get um, 
smarter from being around other people. That's literally so true. I was definitely going to talk about that too. I like last year, there were certain classes that I just felt like that aspect really like the lack of it showed so much like during, especially like history class as an example of like, we would like sit there on zoom and have a lecture for 40 minutes and they would just talk and nobody would ask questions. Nobody would have discussion topics. Nobody would build off the conversation or add anything or share personal experiences. And I love history. It's like my favorite subject. And I, I literally like that whole aspect was taken away. And I felt like I got so much less out of the class than I could have. Whereas mm-hmm. today I was in the building in person. And I'm taking American history this year. And we were having a conversation about women and their role in the colonies and, you know, what their, what their lives were like. My teacher was talking about how, you know, women had to get married so young and it was like societal expectations to get married. And I just raised my hand and I was like, what, like, hypothetically, what if someone just didn't get married? What were the options for them as a woman? And then somebody else had a question based on that. And the teacher like built on top of that. And we had like a great discussion. And I just like, I, I missed that so much. I didn't realize how much I missed it until it came back. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you were on Zoom, would you have unmuted yourself to say that? Exactly. No, I definitely wouldn't have because I, w- I wouldn't have either. It's I just so wouldn't. awkward because you can't like the teacher doesn't know that you're going to unmute. So you just have to like interrupt them to ask a question. And nobody felt comfortable doing that. Whereas in a classroom, right. you raise your hand. It's obvious that you have a question. The teacher can call on you. And they'd be like, who said that? Who yeah, said yeah. that? Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. With the, Sorry. Who was that? Can you just say who it again? And say then, one more time your Wi-Fi. terrible yeah no glitching in person there's (laughs) like you can hear everyone their camera their mics always work when you're in person so I wanted to sort of move the conversation over to the mental health aspect of being you know in this age range during a pandemic because that's something super important to me and I can start by like saying that I had never experienced some of the things I experienced with my mental health that I did last year. And I have always had mental health struggles for, you know, as long as I can remember back to um, my whole life, they had been very much anxiety based and anxiety surrounded and just worry. But last winter during, you know, the heart of the pandemic, when there were so many cases every day and there were like, you couldn't do anything. I really, really struggled with depression. And that was something that had never happened to me before COVID. And I feel like there are so many people who can say the same thing that they, they had like a really, really like big setback with their own mental health or a new experience with their mental health during the pandemic. And I was interested to hear like how it affected you guys. Um, I would definitely say from my perspective, mine is slightly different than yours, Mallory. Um, I have struggled with mental health since I was around seven um, I have, uh, been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, ADHD, and, and different things. And so it, it had been something that I had known about and an ongoing running thing that had happened even before the pandemic, like for years and years and years. And what I think it made me realize was how truly going out and seeing people and being able to go to school made things better and how time at home would usually have made it worse. And yes, that yes. that component of makes you think a lot, I guess. And exactly know how to explain it, but I just, it's just something that I think is like super important to talk about. 
a lot happened in the past year and a half, not even just the pandemic. There was just a lot in general that happened that caused mental health to be at an all-time low. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can never take back. But I think something that we can strive to work on in the future and to learn from what we didn't know before. And, you know, for some, that unfortunately means tragic losses and, you know, things that just, just happen because that's unfortunately how life is. But I think it's really important to learn from and to have open conversations about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that my experience was definitely not, I was not alone in that experience. So many people struggle with depression um, because of the isolation that they experienced during the pandemic. And also just like you said, there was so much going on. It was such a tough time, you know, politically, socially, like you said, the time at home really, really added to that struggle. And I I don't want to say that I wouldn't have ever experienced a depressive episode without a pandemic, but I think that the things that I would have normally used to cope with the feelings I was having and the, the things I was going through, it wasn't an option. I couldn't hug my friend. I couldn't like go and have a conversation in someone's like kitchen about it. I couldn't like, it was just so hard. There were so many things that you need when you're struggling with your mental health like that, like in human contact and like extra love. That's all stuff that you need. That was just, it was so hard to come by because you couldn't, it just wasn't a possibility. I would also kind of add the perspective of um, growth. I know that a lot of people did struggle being alone and I completely understand that. I think that I definitely, even before the pandemic, I really like to be independent and be by myself more. I think quite a few people can attest to that. A lot of my friends know that like, I just really like to be alone sometimes Mm -hmm. and just not be hanging out with people all the time. Um, But I think that the pandemic also, for me, definitely grew me as a person. I really like found who I was more being alone and really knowing, really learning about myself on a personal level and growing through that. I mean, it's been super hard, but I think that personal growth for me was like just insane. And I think that because I got to really know myself and I really figured out that self-growth was really important to focus on, that was my main goal of the pandemic. A lot of my friends now come to me a lot for advice and problems. And I just, I love, like, I really love being with people more now. Being a dependable, dependable friend has really just made me a better person. And I think that the pandemic really helped with that. I love when my friends can be able to count on me because I just feel like I love helping them through any type of struggles that they have. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think that the pandemic has really grown people to be able to be vulnerable with each other and really just talk more on on a public scale, private scale about mental health. And I, I think that's great that people can really be open about that because I think it's super important to be able to tell someone when you need help or to be able to reach out to friends and for friends to care enough to reach out and make sure that you're okay. I think that's just something that we really didn't have before. I totally agree. I think it really highlighted the importance of checking up on people in your life um, because so many people find it difficult to reach out uh, for themselves and say like, look, I need help. So if you're constantly like checking on your friends, even just a, hey, how was your day? 
call me if you need to it can like change someone's day around so much like for me when I get those texts of like oh how are you it just literally like it makes me so happy and I think it it really like this the pandemic really highlighted the importance of that for people yeah Um, I totally like know what you mean and although also the self-growth thing I think I think there's no way to have that much alone time and not learn more about yourself. I think so, a lot of people can relate to the to what you said about just understanding themselves a little better. Um, something that I can say for myself is I started therapy and I had tried therapy previously before the pandemic, but I hadn't had much success with it. And I didn't really, I just held the belief that it didn't work for me. Um, and because of what I experienced because of the pandemic, I found it in myself to give it another try find a therapist that was right for me and it has been so so good for me and I don't think that I would have been able to take that step had there not been the pandemic and pushing me to take that step and say like okay there's an option for me there's like there's two choices here you know I could continue to live the way that I am living right now and I can choose to ignore these feelings and I can choose to try to push through and get through my day and you know, just survive it, or I could actually confront all of this stuff that's going on in my head, and I can, I could take it as an opportunity to get to know myself better. I've learned so much more about myself needs, the things that I need to make sure to do for myself, you know, mm-hmm. just little self-care things I've just learned so much about. I think it's also really important to just be able to prioritize yourself a little bit, And know the difference between being selfish and being able to prioritize yourself and really truly love yourself. And I think that's something that we also learned from being alone for a really long time. Yeah. That you need to be able to love yourself in order to be able to love others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think this was a really good conversation. Yeah, I really appreciate having this conversation. I hope this can benefit people listening. As we you know, we had very open conversations about mental health, I think it's always important to reach out to others. And if you or someone you know is struggling with mental health or suicide or depression, please reach out to someone that you know at home. And the National uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255 if you ever need that. I think that's super important. And just know that you're never alone is, I think, something important to add. Yes, absolutely. Whenever we have this conversation about mental health, that's always important to add. Like there are resources available for you. Yeah. Like Kate said, like just know that you have options. There is help available for you. Yeah. Big hearts. Big hearts. Yeah. So yeah, I have, this was so beneficial. Thank you guys for being so open and honest. So thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate all the support on the new season. Um, make sure you stay tuned. Our guest speaker episode will be announced shortly. We'll keep you updated. Yep, I guess we will. Yep. Peace. As always. Peace.